Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carl Maloney. How are we doing today? You all right? Yeah, my voice is going. Uh, had a busy few days. Uh, just this Friday, gone. Um, attended the Pier Hat in Manchester. Um, for Neil Winwood's 60th birthday, bless him. Uh, Neil Winwood is a, a massive supporter of the local music scene here in Manchester. Uh, an amazing photographer. Um, great guy. Uh, and we all spent a night down at the Pier Hat. He, him and uh, Deco Records. Uh, produced this night of live music. Cold Water Swimmers, Pagans were on, uh, Slab were on. Great night, great night. Loads of people from the community were out, which is always nice. I needed that night. I've been cooped up a little bit, and it was just nice to get out and about with friends. Um, pretty much everybody from the local Manchester music scene were out. Uh, great, great night. I stayed up too late boozing, though, you know. Guilty as charged. Um, I was out with Owen. Owen is the um, is the guy behind After All Festival. That's happening later on today. So I'll tell you about that on next week's podcast. But RGM are sponsoring a stage uh, at Gulliver's. Uh, it's five years since the Manchester bombing uh, that happened at the arena there. Um, five years to the day, I think. Um, and yeah, so it's a it's a charity event over five stages in the northern quarter uh, for five different special charities, all raising money. So it's, today is going to be a great day. So this show's coming out on Monday, so uh, the festival will have happened, uh, but we'll tell you all about it next week because I can't physically do it right now. Uh, and of course, last night our gym live happened down at Gulliver's as well. Uh, so I've been boozing Friday night, a big late night, missed my haircut on Saturday morning because I was a little bit worse for wear. You know, these things get in the way, don't they? Um, so yeah, last night down at Gulliver's, our gym live. Uh, so Peter Moza, Harpen's Craft, Harpen's Craft. Um, and Midnight People. Great night, great people. Um, I love putting these gigs on. Everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the new uh, sound system and everything, and the lights and everything they've got at Gulliver's now. It's a, uh, they've upgraded everything, that's always nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a really busy weekend. Today is the Sunday, the day before the podcast comes out. Just about to spend a lovely day with more live music down at After All Festival today. Um, yeah, how's your week been? Earned a few quid? All over it, are you? Good. Well, today's special guest is none other than 
Seb Rome, ladies and gentlemen. What a guest. What a talent. You know, a guy on the up, loads of festivals coming up, loads of things to announce. Really interesting guy. He's 18, this guy. Imagine what I were doing at 18, Jesus. Uh, and he's like doing festivals and that kind of stuff. We do talk about it. I used to get pissed on the park all the time. And he does it. He does it. Um, but we have a very good chat and uh, right enjoyed speaking to him. Uh, so, yeah, just a few bits of housekeeping. Uh, do follow us on RGM Pod on Twitter. All the latest news from um, the RGM Experience podcast. Thank you to Scots for our con- the continued support sponsoring the podcast. It's very much appreciated. Um, you can now listen to the podcast on Amazon Podcasts as well. Very nice. As we grow, the ways that you can connect with us grow as well, which is nice. And, oh yeah, one thing that I've been forgetting to bring up over the last few weeks is that you might have seen little uh, special bonus episodes pop up on your feed. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about them. Spotify have just started allowing us to put video, the video version of the podcast um, up on their systems now. So I think it only works on Spotify. Uh, you can listen to the audio on all the platforms, but I think if you want to watch the video of our interviews, we've started to put them on now, and you can watch them on Spotify. Um, so there's none of this chat before, it's just, you know, chat with a guest, no adverts or anything like that, it's all there, just ready for you to uh, engage with, and it's all new, well, it's it's advert. I can't speak today, it's, po- it's episodes that have been out uh, on the podcast before, but now you can watch them in, on the video on the podcast feed on Spotify. Uh, so we, 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 we tested it with, with our John Cooper Clark episode, so you'll have seen that come up recently. Uh, and then this following week, we've had Sean Ryder uh, as well. So come and uh, join us. Try it out. Let us know Let us know what you think about it. Really interested in uh, how you find it. Um, if there's anything we can improve as well, we're always after feedback. Um, we're just trying to make this podcast the best it can be. And we love that we do record it on video, and it's all on all the videos are on YouTube. Um, but yeah, you're podcast people, aren't you? You're listening to podcasts, so you'd like it all in one place, wouldn't you? So here we go. So yeah, we're going to be putting, putting some more video versions of the podcast out uh, over the over the next few weeks. Um, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, shall we crack on with this week's guest? I think so, ladies and gentlemen, Sebro. I'm here in my little bedroom in Manchester with hi <laughs> mate Seb Lowe. How are you doing, Paul? You're right. I'm good, Paul. How are you? Yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. It's very much appreciated. Where, where do we find you today, Paul? Well, you find me in Saddleworth. Saddleworth. Uh, just uh, yeah, just just little little kind of countryside area yeah. in near Oldham. In Oldham, yeah. I'm just in Denton, just a bit further down. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, are you from Saddleworth originally? I am. Yeah, yeah. Lived here all all my life. Well, I, I was looking. I was looking on the internet because uh, I, I keep seeing Seb Lowe's name all over the place, and that's why I wanted to catch up and chat with you today, mate. Because I think it's great. Yeah, I love seeing a new artist arrive on the scene, and um, you know, you know, somebody that everybody's talking about. So thanks for your time. Yeah, it's appreciated. Um, 
when I were looking on your socials and stuff, I couldn't see where you were from, but I could see a few. Right. Fo- I could see a few photo shoots down in uh, Castlefield and that. I, I recognised yes. a few places, so I yeah. thought you might be more uh, like Manchester, Greater Manchester, uh, yeah, type yeah, of artist. Yeah. So, so Saddleworth, eh? Saddleworth, home of you know the Twisted Wheel. Um, Wheel. Yeah. Some some big Manchester acts have come from that far that, that side yeah, yeah. of the world. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see? Uh, in spiral yeah. carpets. Yes, Oldham. of course. Yeah. yeah. Chatterton where? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's some, yeah. something going on in the air over there, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool, groovy place. I mean, Manchester as a whole, really, isn't it? Just yeah. Absolute powerhouse. <laughs> So yeah, we're looking at your socials, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see where you're from. But I've, uh, I've been listening to your music for the last couple of days because I knew this interview were coming in, um, and I, I could tell you, you, you know, you're, you're quite political, aren't you? you you've got a voice, mm. aren't you? You're quite a frustrated person there in the world, you know, <laughs> shouting at the world and and just Walk telling us how telling us how mood. it is. Yeah, just permanently in a bad mood. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I like. I, I kind of think that talking and thinking about politics as a whole is just mm. a really, really cool thing yeah. Um, yeah. that we should we, we all ought to, to think about. Mm. Um, so that is kind of the, the root of the, the tunes. Well, I, I was just looking at Terms and Conditions. I just love that yeah. tune anyway. I love the video for it and the, how it looks and things. Um, but it, there's a lot of lyrics in there. It's, mm. it's it's packed with opinions and yeah. you know frustration with how you know how much it, what, what the world's like there out there at the minute and yeah. just general frustration. Is that how old are you, mate? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. So you know a yeah. relatively young age compared to me, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, wise. You've got a wise head on young shoulders. Do you, do you feel a responsibility? Mm. A responsibility. Um. I mean, I, I think no more than anyone else, really. Mm. I think there's always there's there's always kind of if you live somewhere and you are, you know, especially in the the democratic country that we live in, everyone has somewhat of responsibility, a kind of a innate responsibility to mm. to have a say. Um, I I. Um, believe in in most of the things that i I waffle on about so Mm. uh, you know that is uh, um which is generally um quite quite left-leaning liberal Mm. opinions um and i just i think there's if anything the responsibility that i give myself is just kind of getting people talking it's one of my one of my my favorite things is just to see different people's views which have spawned from some song I've, I've, I've posted. Um, and that's very particular on, on TikTok. Um, just, just whether you agree or disagree, just, just to speak and to think about things, mm. um, which is like my kind of favourite, favourite thing to, to happen. Well, a, a lot of people, particularly in my generation, and I've just turned 44, are kind of blaming the government for spoiling it for the young ones. How does yeah. it, how does it feel as a as a young one coming through? How how does it feel for for people of your age and you know out there at the minute? Um, there's I think I think in everyone there's this kind of this uncertainty and this this real kind of frustration, especially with with under 18s 
Then mm. I think a lot of the people who like my music are under 18. And when I started writing, I was under 18. Mm. And there was there's this real kind of frustration, which is, I can't do anything about this. Um, now, and that, that and especially when decisions are being made, which are so fucking stupid. And there is so many, like, there's so, so much kind of um, corruption which has come to light. Mm. And just straight up lies, um, and the the power that you that you just kind of trust people to have, and they they just hold your lives um, like they're nothing. And some people care more than others, um, but a lot of people don't care that much. Um, yeah. They just like to see themselves in a powerful position. Um, and there is always this. There's always this message in young people, which is. Decisions which will affect us that we we can't do much about. Um, ultimately, we're the ones who have to grow up and witness the effects of this decision. And you see that with with the referendum, which is um, when that vote was made. What was it that was done in 2016? 2016. So I was Mental. I was six years ago. So I was 12. Um, and you're only really starting to see the repercussions now. And I'm only just able to vote. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why in the youth there is always this real kind of um, political atmosphere, um, this kind of desire to, to make a difference because it's, it's, you, you feel as though it's your life which is being impacted. Not to say that, but that's been the case for everyone. Mm. It's not unique to my generation to feel yeah. that way. Yeah. I think that's the case for, for every generation before um, and and anyone in the country who's who's who intends to stay in the country and live a live a live a life there, um, the 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 repercussions are always or very often long term. Um, so yeah. Well, that, I looking back to when I were eighteen, I was just getting pissed on cider in a park. So <laughs> and you, you've got this yeah. big music career, all the big festivals that we'll come up to that you've been announcing mm. on your social recently, and you've got this yeah, yeah. This, this career going on. Um, just take me back to you at school and young Seb. How did you find this um, music inside you? How, how did you know that you were? How did you get into music? I'll simplify it. I mean, there was there was there was still a lot of getting pissed in parks, but it's all right. Uh, the, it's all right getting pissed in parks, isn't it? Great, grateful. Some of the best nights. It's not not, you, not great for a forty-four year old, but you can do it when you're eighteen, can't you? Yeah, I remember. I remember, like, I'd get—I mean, obviously, not quite eighteen, but I'd get like—I'd have like a fiver on me. Yes. My dad's giving me a fiver, and I'm yeah. going out. Yeah. So I, I'd get like uh, like four Budweiser, and you'd wait—you'd wait outside the shop for ages for someone to go in and get four Budweiser. Then you just try to like neck it in ten minutes, yeah. just because four Budweiser isn't going to make you feel pissed. But no. so if you drink it, drink all four in ten minutes, then you, there's, there's, there's this like thirty minute kind of period where you'd feel great <laughs> so we used, we used to have things called Heldon superbrow and it, oh, were, yeah. it were about nine percent it were rank and it were just under a pound a can and four, four of them you fucked yeah really. I mean, like well, proper like no good <laughs> no no, no. I'm, I'm just reminiscing a bit about the good old days yeah uh, absolutely i mean it was just unreal but songs <laughs> Songwriting. So I, I did. Um, I was in. I used to do quite a lot of drama. 
like mm. theatre. Uh, there's a place near me called Oldham Theatre Workshop. It's like a youth theatre place. I used to go down there all the time, and that I'd say that's what kind of really got me into singing. I was always in. I was. I always liked to sing, and I was always really kind of a bit of an attention seeker in that sense. I remember one time in year one, I like got the whole class to stay behind after school mm. and listen to me sing at them. And it, it was <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. I sang the whole thing. Nice. Um, the whole thing, like banging on the table. I sang the whole of Eye of the Tiger. And I, I think I did Born in the USA as well by <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, which was at the time my favourite song. Yeah. So I've always like been into singing. Yeah. Um, and I, I I got into writing some time ago as well, sort of. Were you doing well at English at school? Yeah, that, that was like, yeah, English was like my thing in school. Mm. Um, out of all the, the subjects, uh, I really, really, yeah, had this kind of connection to English um, because I loved, yeah, I loved writing things down Um coming up with stories about various different things, really into writing like fantasy stories. I got into uh, Terry Pratchett, mm. um, read all of his stuff. And that was, that. that's almost this kind of political satire set in a fantasy world. Mm. Um, and that almost inspired a lot of the stuff I was writing then. Um, and when you're, when you're like younger, your imagination's all over the place. So you will write about the craziest shit. And then it got a bit more kind of serious and um, you'd write more serious, boring stuff, which is where the song's coming, which <laughs> are more, a bit more, bit more serious. And I picked up the guitar because my dad's, my dad's always played quite a bit of guitar. So I picked, I picked that up and just um, after this long period of stopping and starting with the guitar and, and trying, to, trying to get into it, um, I finally took it took it seriously and then put the words and the guitar and the singing together and and there you go. And I always loved music as well. Yeah. That was always a big thing. Just listening to listening to artists. Right? So how did you like get noticed? How did you get yourself or start to realise that you you've got a bit of some momentum around you? What, what how did that manifest itself? Um I think definitely through TikTok. Um, yeah. I'd always, I'd always, I'd always posted little videos of me, different things I'd written on Instagram that mm. never did that well. I mean, only my family and friends saw it, and that was great. Like, mm. and then I went on to TikTok, and it had this real kind of unique feeling because because of how the algorithm works, it showed it to random people mm. across the world. So when they would comment saying, "Oh, I like that," it had this really kind of personal feeling which you wouldn't quite get with Instagram because it's family and friends and they're going to like yeah. it, whether they like it or not. Mm. Uh, they're going to tell you that it's good. Um, so when it was on TikTok, even like when it, when it was at the beginning and you weren't doing much views, it felt like you had something going mm. that people, people enjoy. And then the views started picking up. Um, I remember the first time I got views and I felt like an absolute fucking rock star <laughs> <laughs> when, when, Oh, I'm being wrong. Decline that, and I felt I felt like um, I'd done something really good yeah. uh, because I'd, I'd generated this this real kind of this real kind of connection with a large amount of people, mm. and that was something which made me a bit feel a bit like ill. I spit, yeah. made me made me a bit like sick with with excitement. Yeah. 
and then it then another video did well and another and and I started to develop this real style as well at the same time of really fast choppy songs with lots of words uh fitting in as many words as I possibly could because that kind of became it's what what I started to really enjoy was just staying on the bus writing like pages and pages of lyrics um that I could then just stab some chords over and chuck it on TikTok um stuff that I actually cared about mm. and that I thought was important because um, I felt I had the platform of people that would listen um, to that. And it was really that kind of those first few months where it was starting to do well, where I was like, you know what, I might actually give this a try. So I took a gap year, mm. which is this year. I'm still on my gap year. Um, supposed to be going to Birmingham Uni. Looking <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> but... <laughs> Looking very unlikely. But uh, I was like, oh, you've got one year, Sebs. See what you can do achieve in one year. Mm. And that's this year. Um, and it's just gone unlike anything I'd ever would have expected, really. So you, yeah. so does it pay the bills now? Are you at a position? Where you, have you reached the holy grail where you can get <laughs> by just by producing music yet? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, bear in mind, I still live at home. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that's almost like this thing that I need to I need to to. I'm I'm currently in the process of deciding how long I do want to stay at home for. Okay. Um, and how how do you cool how do your parents feel about the possibility of not going to university and carrying on with music? They're chill with it, and I think they oh, cool. they were chill with it from from the offset. Mm. I've, I, it took it took them a while to to they always thought that uni would be, be the way that I'd go. Mm. Um, cause I was, I was like, I was pretty, I was, I was into school. Like, I, I, I liked parts of, of like English, for example, I was always really into that. Mm. Um, and that was going to be like the, the, the obvious gateway. But, um, when music started doing well, I think they were just like, go for it. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, so you so you're you're well underway now. You've got all, you've had these big gigs. So, where where did you start doing gigs in Manchester? Was it the yeah, yeah. Northern Quarter type venues? Yeah, well, my first one was on uh, Dean's Gate, hmm. which is called Manchester Muse Festival. Don't know if you've heard of it. Hmm. Um, it's like a multi venue. It's really really. I think it's just started, hmm. um, and I had just opening slot on that festival um that was like the first one i've done a few pub gigs before then just doing covers mm. um and that was just to make money while i was in college um and then that and then made in manchester mm. uh i did that which was did the one in bolton and then there's one in it's like nearly cheshire yeah. uh where, where is it now but yeah and they were great and then and then yeah, they were like my first sort of gigs around Manchester. Yeah. So what was it like playing Gorilla then? You know, like an, an iconic venue yeah. in Manchester. What, what? It's one of those venues that bands like they, they want to have it on their portfolio of gigs as they're growing as a band. So that you know they'll, they'll do Definitely. the Northern Quarter gigs and then they'll do the Gorilla. Then they might want to do the Ritz and then they might want to do something mm. else. It, it shows progression, doesn't it? You know, being able to play those kind of gigs how did yeah, you, yeah. how did you prepare for you know playing gorilla 
So I, I did, I'd done night and day. Mm. That was the first headline I did, which was great. And at the time it was like, oh my God, nothing can top this. This feeling is unreal. And it had this really warm feeling. I mean, it was a lot like, it was a lot of family and a lot of friends there who were really, really supportive. And then a lot of people who were like, just had, had, had found found me. Mm. And it had this really kind of warm kind of community feeling about it night and day, um, which I thought Gorilla would be quite similar to. And then I got to the venue mm. and it just felt so much bigger. Um, and this time I had a band as well, which I'd never had before. It was my first time playing with a band. Mm. <clears throat> and we'd been practicing. I was like stressing out that something would go wrong because I've never played with a band. Yeah. Um, and, you know, most of it was just worried that I'm going to mess up like playing in time. That's just not something I've ever really had to worry about. (laughs) And then I've got to do it on, do it in gorilla, which, um, but it all went, it all went very smoothly. And the only person who made mistakes was myself, but like, uh, I'm allowed to. So how how did you prepare mentally for it? For gorilla. Yeah. Um, just, um, Pretty much what I will do for oh, most gigs. Four is, pack of board. Yeah, few, <laughs> few beers and just because obviously dressing rooms are very often shared. And I don't want to. I don't want to say to like support bands get out. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Gorilla actually they had this other dressing room, um, but but you've also got people wanting to come in and say hi before the gig, and I don't want to say no, no, no. I need my yeah. time. So what I'll just generally most of the time do is just go to the toilet for five minutes mm. and just stare at the mirror and think, all right, yeah, just just get get zen, yeah, um, and have a have a few bit of Dutch courage. Um, what one of the, one of the things which really actually helped was I went out to meet my dad because I forgot one of my spare guitar, so he came <laughs> and brought it for me. So he passed me my guitar. And when I was just as I stepped out, I saw a queue of people waiting outside mm. to come and watch my gig. And it was almost this, I mean, it was a really scary thing to see, but then also like a, um, all right, this is this is a proper group of people here coming to watch was me. It, was it the, the first kind of time where, you know, you said mentioned night and day was like mainly family yeah. and friends and that kind of stuff. Yeah, was it yeah. the first time you, you're thinking something's crossing over here where it's it's people you don't know are coming to your gigs? Yeah. Is that like yeah. the first time you that was it? That was the main thing. And, and that, that was a feeling which, again, I'm going to say I don't think can be topped mm. because that was like, that was just like, I'd done all these support gigs as well where I'm on support and I'm at these big venues um, and these these headlines have all of these fans coming to coming to watch them. Mm. Um, they were really into their stuff, and like they, they found them. Um, the the artists don't know who these these people are, um, and this is great. As if these guys have that. And then I step into Gorilla, and I'm like, oh my god, this is literally that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the feeling was. This, um, and all these people just singing my songs really really liking the the songs um and then when i said as well i I was like oh i'll be outside if you want to come say hi there were so many people who wanted to come and say hi um who i'd never met before um and it was just great to meet all these all these different people um who were all just 
so supportive mm. and yeah that that whole night was like um a blur and i mean that in a really good way yeah. like, um it's it's yeah, a massive forever. achievement to to start having fans who you don't know i i can't yeah. un- understate you know that kind of it, it's a turning point in a career it means it's happening when yeah when you absolutely. when people at your gig who you don't know it's just yeah it, it can't be under underestimated that feeling of thinking that there's something going on here nice one it's exciting yeah. Isn't it? oh yeah definitely definitely um and i and i woke up the next day thinking all right there's something there's something going yeah. on here um i've got my i've got my people yeah and the the they they listen to the tunes um and they're really into into what whatever i'm doing yeah um, and that's just great so you're fresh from great escape down in brighton yeah 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 how how did that go that was a wonderful night mm. like i mean i mean the gig was great the gig was really good um and it was really cool actually because it was like a tiktok gig mm. it was really cool meeting all these tiktok people um and i don't just mean like <laughs> people who work for TikTok, I mean, actual TikTokers as well. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so, so is, is it people that follow you on TikTok came to see you and uh, was it sponsored? Yeah. By and then, I don't. And then all the, all the creators on TikTok as well. Oh. Um, Were they all outside so, dancing? So that, <laughs> just like got the phone out <laughs> with the, doing, doing some TikTok dancing. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that was really good. And then actually just, as a whole, the night was rather, rather incredible. I, I, yeah. So I went to an Irish pub afterwards okay. yeah. in Brighton. It's called the Heart and Hand, um, if anyone knows it. And um, in there was an Irish band called the Mary Wallopers. You may have heard of them. Um, they're really cool. Um, really nice group of lads, actually. Um, lads and girls. Um and we we went went in there and they were playing their Irish folk songs and they were doing it for about four hours straight in this pub and they'd already performed The Great Escape but they'd come to a pub after and said, hi mate, can we just do a few tunes? Mm. And the whole night basically turned into whenever there was silence, someone would start singing um, an Irish folk song um, of any description, um, which they knew. And then everyone would just go still silent and say like, and, and if anyone would start talking, they'd, they'd instantly be shushed. It was respect for whoever yeah. was singing. And then I got up actually, and I did a few of my tunes and there was, there was this real kind of feeling of, um, of like proper listening. Mm. Everyone in, when I've done support gigs, you know, people are going there to have a good time and they're going there to listen to the music, have a few drinks, um, warm up for the headline. Um, but when I was in this, when I was in this pub, um, it was like this real sense that people were like listening to every word and really into into the into the tunes. Um, yeah, that was great. It's it's a I bit it's it's a bit of a phenomenon. Solo artists doing so well. When you look at like um, Louis Capaldi, Sam mm. Sam Fender now, uh, Jerry Cinnamon, all these solo acts are coming out. Historically, it used to be. Solo artists weren't really getting the chance. Why do you think so, solo artists are going out and headlining the big festivals now where the, historically it, it didn't seem to be that way? i tell you, I've I actually got, a, got an idea about this one. Oh, nice one. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, not that I've been thinking about this beforehand, yeah. but yeah. 
You've just sparked an idea. I'd reckon it would have something to do with, potentially, social Mm. media. Mm. In the way of like, let's say pre-social media. Mm. All the only real proper exposure you can get is at gigs. Yeah. And at gigs when you're with a band, um, there is that kind of real wow factor. It's loud and it's 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 impressive because you've got a band with you. And honestly, you feel that. When I've played on my own versus playing with a band, there is this massive difference in terms of just the impact you can have with a band on the audience. Um, and it's a real it's a real fucking skill being able to recreate that impact on your yeah. own with a guitar. That's not something that I think that I've gone even close to, to mastering the, the acoustic guitar live thing. Mm. Um, but when, it, when you've got social media, you've got this ability for people to really connect with an individual. Mm. Um, because you can see everything they post and, and you can constantly post about what you're up to and you can give people the opportunity to get to know who you are mm. through social media. Um, so I think, I think that's probably why it's much more possible now to, yeah. to, to do it all on your own. It, make, you it makes re- complete sense when there's a full band as well. It might not be the right person that's managing the social accounts. Could be the, could no, be no. Just yeah, one of the yeah. and they might, yeah. but they might need to get permission to put something out, and then they think about it too yeah, much, yeah. and then whatever Absolutely. they're going to put out just doesn't resonate or it isn't engaging. Where if there's just one person there, it's you, it's you being you, and if you're being genuine about what you've got, what what you're up to, people will get on get on board with that, won't they? And mm-hmm. and invest Absolutely. in you more when you when you're this real person that's that's you know that people are looking up to and doing a special thing like music. Definitely. And even even now with bands, you can see there's this kind of shift towards like letting people get to know the band mm. um, and almost doing the similar thing that the solo artists do on social media, mm. but only doing it with five different people. And you, you it's like, oh, these are all the different characters in the band. Mm. Um, these are who we all are. Um, get to know us. Uh, so I think I think it's this real kind of shift towards you know people want to know who you are um people want to hear just, conversations more than just tiny sound bites as well these days is a big shift yes that's yeah, why yeah, that's yeah. why i've tried to make this podcast more long term more longer chats yeah. and conversational things rather than Definitely. just talking about your single or just talking about this and that where people might not engage with that as much as really no, no. getting to know people i think that's what people want these days yeah and podcasts are like taking off at the minute um People, yeah, they like they like to sit down mm. and just hear people. It gives you it gives you company and it gives you, um, yeah, someone someone who you can really kind of feel as though you you know and who you can connect to, and that's a great thing. Yeah, um, I'd say. Well, I was looking on your socials and you've put like you're playing Glastonbury, mate. Congratulations! Oh, thank you, man. How did you find out yeah. about that, and who did you tell first? <laughs> who, did I, who did I tell first? Yeah. So I found out about it through Billy Bragg, yeah. the man, the myth, yeah. um, who must have found, someone must have got hold of my TikTok and and, and that was such was the way. Yeah. Um, initially, like, I was like, oh, this can't be real, mm. to be honest. Don't believe it for a second, because why? But it turned out to be real. Uh, the first person I told, I have this, I have this routine, it's, I tell my girl, I, I ring my girlfriend. If she don't answer, it's my mum or my dad, okay. in whichever order. 
I do not want to give an order between those two. <laughs> that would be wrong. But it's it's my girlfriend, and then it's my mum or my yes. dad. Um, so I think in this particular instance, it might have been my mum. Can't remember though. Um, so your missus didn't answer then. Um, I don't think so, but she might have done. I just, just trying to remember. Okay. Um, so and and I, but I was like, after the first person answered, I rang the other person again, and then this person again, just because I just was so eager to tell people. Mm. Um, but like any time I tell people, it's like, don't tell anyone. And also, it's not confirmed, so definitely don't tell anyone <laughs> okay. until I tell you it's confirmed, yeah. or until it's announced, or until I say so. Don't tell a soul. Um, but then, at the same time, you know, I'll I, I'll have a drink, and then I wake up the next morning. And I can't tell you if I've told people yeah. or not. <laughs> I can't <laughs> telling telling everyone, but um, yeah, uh, it was it was unreal. I, I would. I was. We we went straight out and celebrated. Me, my manager, and my drummer, Joe. Don't blame you, mate. And congratulations from it. And you know you've got Isla White coming up. All these festivals coming up. Others. You've got a, you've got a nice looking summer ahead of you, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be. How do you prepare for that? For the summer. Yeah. Um, Just make sure you've got all your guitar strings all sorted. Your leads are all yeah. new and all sorted out. But yeah, get else. absolutely stressed out. It's, it's daunting though it's, really a, it's a big exciting. thing yeah yeah it's like this i get when when like things become really oversaturated yeah. with like stuff that's going on in my life even if it's all really great things mm. it'll just stress me out there's all <laughs> these different things i've got to do and then someone will say oh do you fancy coming out next weekend i'm like ah, no <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to i probably yeah. can yeah. but um I probably can, but uh, it's just my mind is like <laughs> trying to trying to trying to like contemplate all of these different things that are so overwhelmingly good. Don't get me wrong, mm. unreal. But yeah. I think that's part of why it's so so stressful because it's these like massive things. And has it changed you? Um, I, I I'd like to think so, um, in like a good way. Mm. But then also not that much. I think. Do you mate, do your mates? Am. Do your mates like have, have your mates notice a difference in you? Because they're the ones that will tell you, aren't they? Uh, no, no. I think that I think they're all like really, really kind of just just happy for me, and they're all so supportive. Yeah, good. Um, coming down to coming down to the gigs, um, especially the headline ones where I need to sell tickets, and it's like mm. fucking hell, come down. Yeah. You are not on guest list. You are buying a ticket. Yes, yeah, got you. <laughs> and um, uh, and we can't wait to you know see you at the, all these festivals that you've got coming up. Um, just to finish the interview off a little bit today, have you got a message for uh, you know the fans of Seblo that uh, are going to see you over festival season? Have you got a message for them to to leave with today? Um, uh, stick with it, <laughs> please. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope, I hope um, if you if you see me live, um, I hope to God that you that you enjoy it and that that you have a great time, and I hope that I'll, I get the chance to talk to you as well. Um, I want to meet I want to meet literally everyone yeah. at some point, um, and I've got there's there's more shit to come. Nice. 
in terms of in terms of songs and all that. So um, watch this space, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this interview, Seb. Um, I'll, when I see you in one of these festivals, I'll put a pint in front of you. And I wish you all the best, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Paul. It's been a good one. Yeah, thanks, Seb. I hope you enjoyed that chat, guys. It's, uh, you know, I love doing these things. And thanks very much to Seb and the team for spending an hour or so with us today. So that's another episode of the Our Gym Experience podcast. Tell your friends. Pop it in the uh, WhatsApp groups or whatever you do. Share it on the... Share it about. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd really like you uh, to give us feedback as well. On Amazon, you can leave us a five-star review. Five-star, please. Uh, on iTunes as well, we'd love a few more reviews on there because it's supposed to help all the algorithms and all the boring stuff in the background. Um, yeah, that'd be great. That's uh, all the three ways of doing it. Um, on Spotify, you can click a heart on there. Uh, just like the show and that all helps so whichever platform you enjoy this podcast uh, try and give us a review please we'd really appreciate it give us all your words tell us what you think over a lovely five star rating thank you yeah yeah as always you can uh, find us on at RGM pod on twitter with all the latest news RGM on podcast as well. Uh, the, pod, the video version of podcasts are all on YouTube. You'll see sneaky new ones uh, propping up on the Spotify feed too. Um, yeah, thanks guys. It's been a lovely week. Shall we have another good week this week, eh? Ah, okay. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.